You're listening to the Party in My Plants podcast, and it's just ah, a little crush, crush on CBD, mushrooms, and cannabis. That's what this chat is about with Jenny Sansusi, founder of Healthy Crush. Get it now. Welcome to the Party in My Plants podcast, where I make healthy living as fun as a party so you'll, you know, actually want to do it and then actually feel, look, and live your best. I'm your host, Talia Pollock. Now let's get this party started. I am over the moon excited about today's sponsor. Friend, this is my dream sponsor. The, oh my God, is this real life sponsor? The sponsor I've been dreaming about since I was a little girl winning card-giving holidays with her reliable tearjerkers, ending fights with soul-spilling letters left on people's pillows, and surviving college by avoiding all test-taking classes and taking only essay-writing ones. No, this sponsor is not a pen or a computer or those yellow papermate sharp writer number two mechanical pencils that you turn the tip of, which I've used religiously for two decades. This sponsor is the thing I've been writing up to my whole life. It's my book. My first freaking real life will live in stores if stores ever open up again, but can live on your shelf right this second book. Party in Your Plants, which has been called in an Amazon review as the best plant-based book ever, as well as a cookbook that's way more than a cookbook, and a plant party heaven. Readers have also said that it's the best healthy living guide for your kitchen that you must purchase pronto. And so I'm here to tell you that you can promptly purchase Party in Your Plants, 100 plus plant-based recipes and problem-solving strategies to help you eat healthier without hating your life anywhere books are safely and sanitarily sold. Partyinyourplants.com will take you to all the major retailers or you can just hop your fingers over to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, or Walmart to buy yourself and your best friend and their best friend a copy today. That's partyinyourplants.com to grab a copy or 19 of my book that Amazon readers say you must add to your cookbook stack ASAP because it gets all the thumbs ups. Jenny Sansucci has been in this wellness game for a long time. I mean, I pat myself on the back for going planty before it was really cool in 2008, but Jenny started her own platform way back in 2006. Not that it's a comparison game. We know Jenny as the brains and passion behind Healthy Crush and now the author of her new spectacular book, The Rebel's Apothecary, a practical guide to the healing magic of cannabis, CBD, and mushrooms. And we also know her as an amazing messenger on how to support the health of those dealing with cancer based on her experience of being right there with her father, CBD, shrooms, cannabis, research, and hope in tow as he's battled pancreatic cancer. Jenny didn't always have a crush on health. What blew my mind is how Jenny overcame issues with alcohol, party drugs, and dusk till dawn party lifestyle. Way back when, she was the first person to dismiss meditation, and she used to show up at work 
hungover, which sounds like my own personal nightmare. Through hard work and obsession with information and perseverance, she changed her lifestyle and became the well-known wellness gal she is today. Unlike me, Jenny is a research fanatic, and I applaud her dedication to learning from scientists, doctors, mycologists, herbalists, and so many incredible experts in the cannabis and mushroom fields, and then sharing it all with her stories so we less researching clients can eat it all up. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for coming on the Party in My Plants podcast. Thanks for having me. Happy this to is be like here. a million years coming. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, the last I reached out, I wanted you on the show because you were traveling so much and I wanted to talk to you about how you stay well around the world. And now we're doing the opposite of traveling. <laughs> and it's about how to stay well in your room. Yeah, I mean, that feels like a different life, all that traveling. Yeah, Um, you used to be a wander luster. mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so we're all all forced homebodies now. (laughs) I know, which is like kind of okay, but it's kind of like you want what you can't have, right? Because like every day I wake up and I'm like, when's my next trip? (laughs) But like, I love being a homebody. But okay, so for those who haven't admired you from afar for over 10 years, like I have, can you share how you got started in wellness blogging in 2008? That's a (laughs) million, right? That's a million years ago. Yeah. Well, um, I guess to make a long story short, when I in 2008, I was working for a big corporate health website, kind of like a WebMD type of website. And that was really before people were writing blogs. I mean, it was before Instagram or any of that. So I had no idea how websites made money. And when I started working at that company, I started learning how a website makes money through writing content. And they were making at the time, like $20 million a month. And I was like, this is nuts. (laughs) And at the time, I was going through the program at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and I was learning about all these things that I believed were healthy. And the company that I was working for, they were um, a lot of their money was coming from pharmaceuticals and like processed packaged snack foods. And it was the opposite of what I was learning in nutrition school. And so I was kind of like, interesting. I now know how websites, how to kind of build a website and write content and how websites make money. I had like a basic overview of, of the business model. I still don't know how websites make money, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know it's changed so much since then. Um, those are simple, simpler times. Was it like um, sponsored content? Is that what a lot of it was? A lot of it was advertising. And so one of my jobs was to not only manage the advertising contracts, but to implement all the ad code and to make sure all the ads were running in the right sections. And, um, so I got a really good overview of how all of that worked. And at the time I had found, um, I was researching like a raw food diet or something at the time. And I found this, (laughs) (laughs) I found this guy named Steve Pavlina and he had a blog where he had a blog post called how to make money from your blog. And the reason I found him is because he wrote a bunch of stuff about nutrition and, and food, but then he had this post about how to make money from your blog. And this was, he wrote it in 2006 and he kind of outlined all these different ways that you can make money from your blog. And that blog post was the catalyst for me to start my own blog because I, all the pieces just kind of came together and I'm, I'm learning all of this stuff that I wanted to share. And I was working at this website and I found all this information. So I thought I can probably figure out a way to pay my rent. If these people can make $20 million a month talking <laughs> about, you know, these general health topics, I can probably, um, 
figure out, figure out how to, how to do it myself and just, you know, start small. So I started while I was at that full-time job and just kept building it and building it. And was it healthy crush from the get-go? No, (laughs) actually the first one I started was just jennysansusi.com and I would write about like the most random things, but I found that the posts that resonated with the most people or that I got the most questions about were the ones where I was talking about wellness things that I was learning. Like, Hey, have you guys heard about coconut water? And you know, I would just write all these kombucha, like all these new things I was finding. Yeah. So I went to, I went to a workshop with Julia Cameron from the artist's way. Cool. And she was very inspirational to me in starting a more uh, focused blog. So I started an, another blog that was all wellness and recipe focused, and it was called Recipe for Life. Nice. And <laughs> and I, d- I built all of it myself. And then it wasn't until 2011 that I changed. I switched over to Healthy Crush and kind of made that into the the brand for the blog. And what was your like impetus for falling in love with wellness? I mean, you were a very early adopter. Like I pat myself on the back for 2008 jumping on the plant party train, but you, I mean, it sounds like you were doing the same thing at the same time. What, for me, it was my health. Like it was Mm -hmm. failing and not failing, but terrible. What was it for you? Yeah. For me, it was uh, quitting drinking. So in 2007, I quit drinking and quit all drugs and got sober. And that was not really, it didn't, that was kind of like, it just sort of happened to me. I was really unexpected. I didn't expect to go down that path, but there I was on that path. And Mm. I realized that I was drinking and using drugs to feel good. And when I cut those things out, I, a lot of the things I was eating and the things I was doing in my life um, weren't making me feel good. So mm. I thought, okay, I actually have to figure out how to feel good without drugs and alcohol. Wow. So I better start to change my lifestyle. And so I started to research food and uh, nutrition and wellness. And just, it was, um, you know, when you can't pick up the thing that you've been reaching for to to give you those good feelings, you got to figure out how to do it on your own. Wow. That's so fascinating. So what was like <laughs> one of the first things, if you remember, I'm sure you remember. Of course you remember. (laughs) Like that you've noticed if I do or consume this, I feel good. Like I'm just so curious. Well, I guess the first thing I, the first thing I noticed was sugar really, because I was drinking a lot of coffee. I mean, I still drink coffee, but I was drinking a lot of coffee, like sugary coffee drinks and, or, and with artificial sweeteners and, Mm -hmm when I started to notice how sugar was making me feel, that was, that was probably one of the biggest. Um, I started to notice that whenever I had sugar, I would feel a little bit more anxious or I would feel a little bit depressed and my mood would shift a lot depending on, um, how much sugar I was having. And that was very obvious. And I think that's good. Um, that's one of the things that still remains really obvious to me. Um, when I have sugar, I can feel it in my body really quickly and I can feel it in my mood. That's so fascinating about your mood. Like, is it like, once the sugar passes through you and you crash, that's when it affects your mood? Yes. Yes. And I'm very sensitive to it because I rarely eat sugar now. So now I can I can feel it um, pretty immediately. So for those who don't necessarily feel it, do you have any advice on how they can begin to pay attention to how sugar makes them feel? Yeah. I mean, honestly, my biggest... My biggest thing that I've learned throughout the years is being willing to go without the things that you're attached to, even for like a couple of days. And I'm not saying like, oh, go on a 
juice cleanse or do something super extreme or cut out sugar for six months. Like you don't have to do that, but just to notice, Mm -hmm. you know, how often am I eating sugar or drinking alcohol or, you know, any of the, the things that a lot of us lean on and what would it look like to give it up for a few days and just pay really close attention to how you feel? But I really think that you do have to kind of go without some of these things and then reintroduce them um, to see how they're really making you feel. And you might not realize that until yeah. you give it up for a little while. Absolutely. No, that's great. I mean, I find that when whenever anyone's asking me for health advice, it's like, you have to start noticing how things make you feel, but it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I find that I'm I'm blessed with a stomach that sucks. <laughs> My stomach is so sensitive. I I have IBS, and it's really a rough time down there. But it it's a guide. I mean, it is like yeah. this internal compass for like how everything makes me feel. Weather, totally. My surroundings, my conversation, people, food, everything. So. But it's hard yeah. for people that don't have that internal built-in compass to start to notice. So that's such a good piece of advice to if you don't, if your body's not yelling at you or you're, you know, you're aware that your body's yelling, remove it and then you'll mm-hmm. start to notice something. Then your body will be yeah. yelling in some way, shape, or form. Totally. Yeah. For me, it is a lot of a lot of the mood stuff because I knew that I was drinking and, you know, using Adderall and cocaine and different things that were gonna shift my mood really rapidly mm-hmm. and make me not feel things that I was feeling. And I'm very sensitive and I feel things very, very deeply and it's hard to manage. So, um, food can play a big role in that. And so for me, it was, it was all about sort of, um, trying to manage feeling better, you know, mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Okay. And so at that time, well, we just have to throw in Gabby because I know that you, you met, you're one of Gabby's like OG friend slash clients, coaching Uh clients, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, that um that happened i mean it's a funny story and i've actually been telling it a lot lately cuz i've been on podcasts and people are asking me to like go back to the beginning and it's it's i haven't revisited the story in so long but the reason that i ended up quitting drinking was because i at the time i was working at a magazine a food magazine in the city and my boss would see like how much i was partying and he kept mentioning it to me and we had become good friends like on facebook or something like how did he know no like he could like first of all my whole company like partied together oh. and so he would see like the <laughs> way it, that i <laughs> the way that like i zero partied. to 100 then, uh-huh. exactly and i would also come into work like late often hung over like wearing the same outfit from the night this before you know this, just, like, i can't <laughs> imagine this you know with I you know. now it's it's just hard to imagine. Wow. Yeah. So he and I and he had made little comments like about this girl, Gabby, that he knew. And he was like, you know, I have this girl that she used to party a lot, but now she meditates. And I was like, <laughs> that sounds so boring. No, like I he would be like, I really want to introduce you to her because I think he just he wanted me to be helped. Yeah. And I kept saying, no, no, not interested. Uh-huh. But one day um, I woke up like very hungover and it was 11 a.m. on a Wednesday And I, you know, of course was supposed to be in the office and I was not. Mm -hmm. And so my mind immediately went to, okay, how do I not get in trouble for this? How can I, you know, this is funny. I can see where this is going. (laughs) I think. How can I go into work and not get yelled at? That was basically what I was trying to avoid. Um, cause I was just, uh, I knew that I would feel so shamed if I just wa- walked in hungover again. Oh my God. And so I said, okay, what if I tell him that I think I do need help? 
And um, then he won't be mad at me. He'll just feel bad for me and want to help me. And I can just diffuse the whole situation. So that's what I did. I went into work and I said, listen, I have to talk to you. I think I have a problem with drugs and alcohol. And as I said it, I just started to cry. And Mm. I was like, oh, no, (laughs) I guess it's it's true. true. It's not just a front. He was like, all right, let's go. And so we walked outside of the office and he called Gabby. And, um, he said, listen, I have a friend here that I think you could help. And she got on the phone with me and I'll never forget this moment. And I still, to this day, don't know why she said this, but she was like, hi, um, meet me for dinner tonight at seven. I'm here for you. And I'll be here for you for the rest of your life. And I was like, I have the chills like all over my body right now. (laughs) Yeah. She just like stepped up to you know be of service to me. And of course, yeah, like at the time she didn't have you know, the, she it wasn't, wasn't writing her books or, yeah. and we didn't, we didn't have like websites even or yeah. social media or anything. So she had like a few sponsees, which in a 12 step program is like people that you help get sober. Got and it. so she took me under her wing oh. that day. And, um, from then on, I just, I, you know, called her every single day and just took it one day at a time. And that's That's wonderful. That's how, yeah, that's how it got started. I wonder if everybody resists Gabby until they need her. Cause I had a similar, (laughs) but very different story. She wrote her first book, add more ing. I also went to Syracuse. So I was the editor of the school paper. Her book comes into the school, the office, whatever the newspaper office, someone's like, will you review this? I look at the cover and I'm like, there's a girl in the street in angel wings. Fuck no. Bye. And I like refused. And I like made my assistant do it or not assistant co-editor or whatever. And I was, and I kept seeing her book everywhere in the school bookstore. It was like haunting me. And I'd be like, stupid girl with wings. And, <laughs> and then shortly after I graduate from school, my boyfriend dumps me. I'm on my rock bottom. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know who I am. I'm sick. I'm depressed. And all of a sudden in my mind goes, I need that wing book. Yeah. <laughs> and I read yeah. Add More Ing and it changed my freaking life. Uh-huh. But like the yeah. repulsion I had to it was so fascinating because in right. contrast, it was everything and more. It saved my life. It, yeah. It's so yeah. Cause you weren't ready and I wasn't ready. You know, <laughs> there was just a resistance like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm kind of, I like the way things are going. I'm stuck in my ways and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to branch out. And I know, I knew that going there would mean like changing a lot of things yeah. that I was very attached to. And I wasn't ready for yeah. that. It sounds like you weren't, you weren't either. And then, you know, there we are. Here we are. Okay, so what's fascinating is that you got into wellness for that, the story we just told. That's how that led you in. But amazingly, uh, I don't know if that's the right word, sadly, recently, shockingly, devastatingly, your dad got sick with stage four pancreatic cancer. I'm so sorry. And you've been able to use your passion and knowledge and connections with wellness to, I wrote it down here. Someone wrote it, Aviva Ram wrote it in, to call us, become a citizen scientist. Mm. I mean, that's amazing. Like for you to really step up and now you have a book out based on what you've learned. So tell us how that transpired and what that was like and how, I mean, how you decided and your family allowed you to step up as that citizen scientist. Cause my mother-in-law unfortunately passed away from cancer a few years ago and thanks. And it was 
the opposite situation. It was like, don't talk about it. No involvement. I'm just getting the chemo. I'm not changing one thing I put in my body. And to watch you and your dad and your family, like, it's so, I have the chills thinking about it. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So can you share a little bit about that? Or a lot lot of it about that? (laughs) All of it about that. Yes. So, I mean, up until the point when my dad got diagnosed, my wellness journey was a lot about feeling good and yeah. kind of like general. I mean, it's, I've gotten into a lot of different things throughout the years, but it never felt like so life or death, you yeah. know, literally until the moment where we found out that he had stage four pancreatic cancer, which was Thanksgiving, 2017. Wow. And in that moment, I mean, anyone who, I mean, and you know, anyone who knows someone who has gotten diagnosed or, or you know, has gotten diagnosed themselves, you know, that moment is very disorienting, very destabilizing, very Mm -hmm. shocking. And it changes your whole world. It's a before and after moment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we obviously went through a period of shock and grief and hopelessness. And then my mind started to go to, okay, there must be something I can do. At this Mm -hmm. point, I had so many contacts in the wellness world. I had worked for a functional medicine doctor, Dr. Frank Lipman, for a few years in the mm-hmm. city. Um, I had just met so many people that were doing really interesting things in wellness. And I thought, you know, this must be my time to really dig deep into my well of resources and see if there's anything I can do to help him. Yeah. And I was definitely not going to suggest that he don't go on chemotherapy. And I'm, I'm obviously not a doctor. I don't know enough to say, here's your cancer treatment plan. Right. So I knew he was going to go the traditional route. So I really wanted to be able to support him, whether it was through diet, whether it was through supplements, I wasn't sure, but I knew there had to be something. So I started to call around to some of the people that I knew in the wellness world that might have information about cancer and different supplements or plants. And I started to just kind of dig and do some research. And And the people, you know, let's just say are like what my dad would call or Jews would call the big machas, the like big, (laughs) the big players. Like we're talking like Frank, Dr. Frank Lipman, Chris Carr, like these are, these are the people in your Rolodex. So that's pretty, that's pretty rad to have been in that position. Yeah, it was, it was nice. And, and a lot of people were really willing to have that conversation to help. And of course, Dr. Lippman was one of the first people I called. I spoke to Chris Carr. I called David Wolf, who was very, very helpful. Oh, David Avocado and, Wolf. <laughs> yeah, David Avocado. I don't want to, he's like the old school. He's, he's the person that got me interested in, in going to nutrition school in the first oh, place. Cause funny. his whole like superfood empire, it's just, he's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So Oh, so funny. I called him because I was like, he's got to know something, you know, some type of like super. I actually knew that he would probably steer me towards medicinal mushrooms. So I had known a little bit about medicinal mushrooms just on a general sense. I was, you know, using four sigmatic products and making the coffees and the teas and mm-hmm. learning a little bit baseline. But I was only interested in medicinal mushrooms in the same way that I was interested in like kale, you know, like what is this? Like mm-hmm. what are these different foods and what do they do? So I, I wasn't I hadn't taken a deep dive. But um, he's he suggested medicinal mushrooms, and which I which I anticipated. And then um, someone from Dr. Lippman's office, the compounding pharmacist there, also told me to look into turkey tail mushroom. Mm. Um, so that was like another mushroom hit. And then there was a, so there was a couple different mushroom hits. My friend Jamie told me to look into a, a supplement called AHCC, which comes from shiitake mushrooms. So I, I kept getting all these people saying mushrooms, mushrooms, mushrooms. So I, I kept looking into the mushrooms. Hmm. And at the same time, 
another friend told me to look into CBD and I started to research CBD and cancer and just synchronistically, my dad happened to watch a documentary on medical marijuana that he had recorded just because he thought it sounded interesting. Huh. So while I'm learning about CBD, he's watching this medical marijuana documentary, which happens to be about cancer. He didn't know that, though. He just was like, fine, no. drugs. No, my <laughs> dad's always like watching things on on like the History Channel and learning about things okay. and learning about He's like always learning. So um, he's very interested in just like all different kinds of topics. So he just watched this. Okay. So it kind of all came together in the sense that he was already open to it. And I, mm. I know a lot of people aren't so open to it. And so yeah. I do feel very uh, fortunate in the fact that he was he was ready to go there. And so when I came back, um, I was in New York and I got him some CBD from the Alchemist Kitchen. Nice. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have CBD. I didn't know. Now like, it's what like everyone and their mom <laughs> has CBD. Yeah. <laughs> right. I brought him some CBD oil pills and then I watched the documentary with him and we learned about what kinds of medical cannabis products you can get if you have a medical card and the difference between what you can get with a medical card and what you can just get at a health food store. Mm -hmm. So I really got clear on that. And um, we decided to get him a medical card because in the documentary and through the research that I started doing, there's a, a very potent oil often called Rick Simpson oil, but sometimes it's called um, full extract cannabis oil. But it's very, very highly concentrated. And it's not something people use for, you know, recreation or just general wellness. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, people typically use it for something serious like cancer. And I'm not going to say that it, it cures cancer, but people, you know, use it to help with their side effects and there's a lot of anecdotal stories of people having good experiences with it. So we knew that we needed a medical card to get that. But while we were waiting to get him his medical card, we got him on the CBD oil. So he started with the CBD oil. And then I started to incorporate all different kinds of medicinal mushrooms into the routine. Wow. And um, we just stuck with those with those two areas, the, the cannabis and the mushrooms. And um, I don't want to like ramble on for too long. No, but that's, please. that's kind of what he's been on. So was the, the goal at that point in the beginning to lessen the symptoms of chemo or to improve his ability to fight cancer? Like, I don't really know the terminology or what the goal was. So the goal definitely was to fight the cancer. Mm -hmm. And I have to be careful with what I say about that, of course. Right. That's why I didn't even know I, how to ask the question. It's I know. Really slippery it's, slope. it's hard because, listen, there's plenty of anecdotal stories and there's plenty of emerging science about cannabis and medicinal mushrooms killing tumors and, you know, killing cancer cells. There is that, but I'm not going to pretend that that's, that I'm the person to say that that's true because we need clinical studies and there aren't a lot at this point. And especially with cannabis because of the legality, they can't do the clinical trials that they would need to actually show that this is true. But yes, of course, that was definitely my goal. I was like, if there's any stories or studies or anything out there showing something that can kill cancer cells. That was the primary goal. Mm. The chemo side effects, we didn't really think about until we started meeting with the oncologist and hearing about what some of the side effects were going to be. It just turns out that as a really big bonus, the things that I was studying for the cancer are also things that really help with chemo side effects. So I will first and foremost say that I can recommend these things for some of the side effects yeah. of chemo. I can, I can very confidently say that. As far as killing the cancer, that's, you know, everyone's going to be different and every person is different. Every cancer is different. And um, it'll take a lot of, you know, personal experimentation. 
Yeah, for sure. Now, you said we. You're saying that we went, you know, we learned about the sidewalks. We. So was this yeah. a family process? Like you all held hands and went into every appointment? That's like what I'm imagining. <laughs> you like walk in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, my dad and I were definitely the ones like spearheading all of the the research and the the action plan. But my mom and sister were also very much on board and continue to be. My mom makes my dad a smoothie with medicinal mushrooms in it every single day. And I mean, yeah, everyone got on board really quickly. I That's was great. um I was doing a lot of the research and my dad was kind of the guinea pig and very willing to try anything and that I came up with. Has always been like wellness inclined? Like yeah, you're shaking your head no for those who can't see. So that right so what okay, so how did you how then? Because like that's a huge barrier that a lot of us who believe in the woo mm-hmm. wellness stuff face when our loved ones shake their head no. Like how did you yeah. get through that? Yeah, well, I mean, I experienced that with my dad for so many years and he, no, he was not into into wellness in that way. I mean, he's always been athletic and like mm-hmm. generally healthy, but he was not into any of the wellness stuff. When I first got into nutrition and all that, I would come home and I was like that annoying person that's taking everything out of the cabinet and like reading the ingredients uh-huh. list and I'm like, "Dad, this isn't bread. This is a loaf of high fructose corn syrup. Look <laughs> at the ingredients." You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I he, did that. He would like the way that I presented it at the beginning was just kind of obnoxious. So, um, it we've, was hard I think we've to, all been there. That's how yeah. we all start. I, that's the guy that dumped me in college when I needed Gabby's book. That's why he dumped me. He sat me down and he's like, Hey, you know, I think, I know you think we're vegans together, but I've been sneaking cheeseburgers behind your back. Like, oh God, bye. That's yeah. That's the best confession. Right. <laughs> like, I literally was like what? cheating on me. And I'm like, who is she? He's like, it's cheeseburgers. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So at the time, wasn't laughing. Now, then I started I doing stand up totally because I thought that was ridiculous. Like, it was hilariously painful. So that led me to start doing stand up on how ridiculously funny and awful that is. So I learned uh, my lesson. Amazing. Yeah. And I have a similar, I have a similar story where I was vegan with one of my exes too. And I think we both ate bacon the day we broke up. <laughs> we were just like <laughs> rebelling. That's so funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, anyway, so, you know what the thing is, I think it all comes down to the fact that people usually won't change unless they have a personal reason to. And of course, some people are just super enthusiastic about learning. Like I'm sure you and I are that way where we hear about something and we're like, Ooh, I want to try that. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think a lot of people really need to have either like a rock bottom moment or just something really change in their lives, whether it's like something as simple as wanting to like really wanting to lose weight or like having a a disease. Um, I think it takes something, you know? So if someone doesn't, if someone feels fine how they are and they're eating whatever they want and there's no big problems, it's, it is a little bit difficult to, to get them to change. Cause you need a lot of motivation. You need consistency. You need, why would you change the status quo if the status or whatever the status quo is chill, you know? So, well, that's, that's amazing that he was open to it. And so what transpired? I mean, like, where is he now? That was 2017 you said, right? Yeah. Now, so he has been taking this high potency cannabis oil every single day, twice a day, plus CBD oil, plus probably 10 different medicinal mushrooms every day. Wow. Um, there's a, a few that he, that we really focus on. I say we, because he probably doesn't know even which ones he's taking. I'm like, here you go. Here's oh what you goodness. need to be taking. Wow. Um, 
so he's he's been taking basically the same regimen of mushrooms and cannabis for the entire time. And where he's at now is he just got off of chemo um, two months ago because wow. he's been doing so well. And honestly, with, with stage four pancreatic cancer and the kind of chemo he's on, people don't usually tolerate this many sessions of chemo. He's gone through over 50 chemo sessions. Oh, and I think his oncologists say normally people go for like eight to 10 before their body just like wow. can't tolerate it anymore. And oh, they really need a break. Um, I believe my personal belief is that it's the medicinal mushrooms that have kept his immune system strong enough to handle the chemo. Wow. So that's, that's my feeling on it. But, um, so he's, they decided to do a test to take him off of chemo because he was really stable for a long time. His blood work is back into the normal range. And when I say blood work, I mean like the tumor markers that show if the cancer is active or not. Mm -hmm. So when he first started, his numbers were up to like 1800 and between zero and 37 is considered normal. And they've been at like between 13 and 18 for a long time now. Oh my God. Yeah. So at this point, he's he's been off of chemo for two months, and we he just had a scan this week, and we had a Zoom meeting with his oncologist, and they were like, everything's still stable, your blood work is still great, so we're just going to keep him off of chemo for another two months, and then you know do another scan and see see where it's at. So his blood work wow. actually got better once he got off of the chemo, and I mean he stayed on the mushrooms and cannabis, but he's um right now, like things are like dormant. Um, the tumors are still there, but with this yeah. kind of cancer, it is, it is very difficult to have them, you know, have it be cured. It's yes. not impossible, but it's a difficult. So, um, yeah, he's, he's doing really well. That's yeah. wonderful. I, I've, I've been quarantined with them, my parents now for a month and I forgot that he even had cancer. We just don't wonderful. talk about it anymore. Oh my goodness. Wow. What a, wow. What a story. <laughs> Wow, that's so rad. So, okay, so then you you learned all this. I mean, were you always scientifically minded? Because I'm not at all. I didn't think you seem much more like art. You were in advertising before. Like, yeah. were you sciency? No, I mean, I've I've always been. When I get into something, I will do like a deep dive into it, and I want to understand all the ins and outs of it. So I've always had that part of my personality where I'm like what is this? I need to learn everything about it. Hmm. And I'll usually do that really quickly. Like I'll stay up till three in the morning learning everything about a certain <laughs> subject. But I will say I've never really gone into like PubMed and read scientific studies uh -huh. until writing this book. And I spent so long oh in those scientific studies. And the reason I did that, the reason that was so important for me for this book is because I'm not an expert in these topics. Mm -hmm. I am a messenger of these topics. I, there are many people out there, scientists, doctors, you know, mycologists, which are people who study mushrooms, cannabis doctors, cannabis advocates, people who have been in this field for so many years. Mm -hmm. They are the ones that are the experts. They've done the work. And I just, I knew that I needed to honor those people and, you know, not come out of the gates all of a sudden saying like this, I'm an expert in this topic. Right. So I've really, I really wanted to get to the science that was there and get to the experts that had done the science and and ask them the questions and put those people into the book. So I spent a lot of time reading scientific studies. Sounds invigorating. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is enthusiastically sponsored by a product that couldn't possibly float my boat more. Four Sigmatic. My boat is so floated by Four Sigmatic's mushroom drinks that any more floating would turn my boat into an airplane because it's flying. 
Okay, so the first time I tried a packet of Four Sigmatic mushroom tea and a glass of hot water, I was more skeptical because of this whole mushroom thing being really trendy right now, and I'm always reluctant to hop on trend trains. Wow, we're really covering all the modes of transportation here. But I drank those shrooms, and I felt truly awesome. It's hard to explain. I just felt way more awesome than I felt before I drank it. Since then, I consistently consume at least one type of shrooms a day, and it helps me know it's going to be bright, 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 sunshiny day, even when it's rainy and gray, because I am telling you these mushrooms are magic. Although they don't make me hallucinate in a bathtub like my ex-boyfriend's famous magic mushroom experience, which in hindsight, he seemed way too proud of. But nobody's hallucinating the magical effects of these shrooms, okay? They are ultra scientifically proven to boost immunity and gut health. Yes, please and thank you. And the four different shrooms that Four Sigmatic uses most, hence the four in Four Sigmatic, wink, wink, they all do different epic things for your bod. Reishi helps you relax. Cordyceps give you a non-caffeinated energy for sports and stuff. Lion's mane, which does not come from a lion's mane, boosts your brain. And chaga is a mega charge for your immune system. I weave all four of those separate mushrooms into my life by way of the teas. That's what I'm talking about here, people, are mushroom teas that you dissolve in a packet of hot water and haya. But I also fancy myself some of their fancier shroom concoctions. They have this relaxing, thanks to the reishi hot cocoa that I pretty much make every night with almond milk. They have matcha powder, which is the only matcha I now use. They have these magic mushroom chai latte packets that you can add to water or almond milk for a hot or iced sweetest sippable treat. And I have to say, even though I don't drink coffee, Four Sigmatic is kind of famous for their multiple kinds of organic, much better for you coffee, even mocha mixes. So you can mocha chocolate. Okay, enough from me. I'm sorry. I just finished a mushroom matcha latte and I'm flying high. But because you listen to this podcast, thanks so much for doing that, by the way, you can save 15% off any and all Four Sigmatic shroomy stuff you'll want to buy off of their site, foursigmatic.com, using code PARTYINMYPLANTS. Or you can just go to Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash PARTYINMYPLANTS to automatically save that 15%, baby. Oh, by the way, Did I mention that I don't even really like eating mushrooms? Yeah, but now, thanks to Four Sigmatic, my body doesn't need to have shroom FOMO. Okay, again, hit up foursigmatic.com slash partyinmyplants to save 15% on this mega boat floating stuff that I always find stuffed into my pockets, purses, luggage, or my bra because I just can't get enough. So what was your purpose for writing the book? So it's called The Rebel's Apothecary. I love the name. Um, did you choose the name, by the way? I, I assume did. you did. Actually, I don't know why I just asked I, that. I came up with it in the shower. I was actually at Gabby's house and we were trying to figure out sort of like a um, a contrasting title where there would be a healthy word and then kind of an edgy word because, you know, cannabis and mushrooms are this edgy, yeah. fringy topic. And, um, I wanted it and I did the same thing when I created healthy crush. It was sort of like, I want to say something about, you know, being healthy, but I want it to be a little, I don't know, sassy or something. Yeah. I'm like surprising. So we were coming up with all these words. We had these lists of different words and, um, and then I went and took a shower and it just kind of popped into my head and, and that stuck. Love showers. Shower thinking so (laughs) much stuff. 
So much stuff in yeah. the shower or runs. Those are our drives. Yeah, Those are the places. Totally. Yeah. Healthy Crush came to me on a run and there then Rebels Apothecary came to me in the shower. That's yeah. awesome. So what was your – why did you want to write it? Because like you said, you're not a doctor. You're not a scientist. You're not a mycologist. You're not a cannabisologist. You're, yeah. you're, <laughs> yeah. you're a person and um, a wonderful person. But I'm curious what your thoughts were. Why did you want to write this book? Yeah. So two things started to happen once I started to blog about these topics. So as soon as, as soon as we started seeing positive results, I started to share about it on Instagram and on my blog, because when my dad first got diagnosed and I did a Google search on pancreatic cancer, there's nothing good to be found. And I was like, okay, we're actually having a good experience here. Mm -hmm. And I need people to know that there is hope and I need there to be something on the internet. So when people search for this, they find some nuggets of hope in, oh. in this time of like complete despair. And so wow. that was, that was my goal with starting to share. And as soon as I started doing that, I started getting emails and Instagram messages from people saying, you know, where should I start? Like this person yeah. was diagnosed with cancer. My sister has cancer. I have cancer. And I'm like, Whoa, I did not expect to be <laughs> I just you know, want to give hope. <laughs> <laughs> coming for with, for cancer information. But I started to just share articles with those people and share. And of course, like I will always give a medical disclaimer and say, I can't recommend anything to you, but I can share with the knowledge that I found. So I was sharing things with people, sharing product recommendations with people and just letting them know what we had done. And, um, I was spending a lot of time on, um, messages with people and even phone calls because I knew how it felt when people got on phone calls with me mm. and it felt so supportive. So I was like, how can I not, you know, so people would message me saying, listen, I'm going to the dispensary. Is there any way you can talk to me on the phone while I'm in there? And I can like show you yeah. what, what the options are and you can tell me what to get. I'm like, okay, sure. So yeah. I was spending all this time, time doing that for people. And I was like, I really wish I had something that I could just hand them and say, here's all the information. Yes. You know? Um, so that was happening. And then at the same time, a book agent. So my friend Michelle was having lunch with who is now my book agent. And apparently the topic of medical marijuana came up and my agent was interested in representing a book about the topic. Oh. And so my friend Michelle was like, oh my gosh, you have to read Jenny's blog. She's yeah. writing, she has an interesting story with her dad. So the agent read my blog posts and she was like, this is so awesome. Can you like, are you interested in writing a book about this? And at first it was just going to be cannabis. Mm -hmm. But then she read my blog post about medicinal mushrooms and she she suggested that we put both of them together. And then it just kind of it was a collaborative thing with my agent at the end of the day. But I wasn't cool. planning to write a book about it. It uh -huh. just all sort of happened at once. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like it was really born out of a need, you know, yeah. like, a, well, first, for like you t wanting to give that hope, you know, to people, which is amazing. So it was really born out of love first, out of generosity. And then yeah. you, you realized there was a huge need for this, which is amazing. So the book's not necessarily positioned as a guide for cancer, survive thrivers, um, patients. What's the right word? Any of those words? All of those. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is it also for just regular folk that want to yeah. improve that? Yeah. Is, can you use mushrooms and cannabis for prevention as well? Yeah. These are like two questions. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, great questions because the, that was the one thing I knew for sure is that I couldn't write a cancer book because like I can, I can, you know, push the envelope a little bit and write about kind of doctory sciencey stuff as long as I credit the right people. But I was not about to come out with a book that was just a cancer book, you know? Yes. Um, so 
the thing that was happening while I was learning about the cannabis and the mushrooms for my dad is that I started to experiment with them for myself. Mm -hmm. And so just with everyday wellness stuff, I started using it, you know, CBD for sleep and taking different kinds of mushrooms for different reasons. And I started recommending them to friends for different reasons. And so there's a whole host of things that cannabis and mushrooms can be good for in a general everyday sense that started to show up in my life. So I had my own experience with cannabis and mushrooms and then my dad's experience. So I've combined all of it into the book. And the first half of it is, um, a lot of different wellness protocols and wellness suggestions. And then the the back is where I get into some of the cancer stuff. So it's, I really wanted this book to be for everyday people that are interested in wellness, but also caregivers, because yeah. when you're a caregiver of someone with cancer, you really need to take care of your own well-being. It's so important. In fact, one of my blog readers, when I first started sharing, she, a blog reader emailed me and she said, your overall well-being is so important to the goal of your dad healing. Wow. And that really stuck with me. And yeah. I was like, okay, because when you're caring for someone who's sick, you are not thinking about your own sleep or your own right. wellness practices. Like your priority becomes like the hospital trips, the, mm -hmm. the prescriptions, the daily stuff that goes along with that. So anyway, I, I wanted the book to be for these people who were caring for themselves in addition to caring yeah. for someone else. It's like a two for one. Like it sounds like, you know, it starts with like how to, it, 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 it's like choose your own adventure. I mean, it could just be for yeah. a, a cancer patient or you caring for one or just you. It's like, yeah. it's like perfect like that. So what are some of those like everyday wellness things that CBD, Okay, hold on. Cannabis, there's cannabis, there's CBD. Those are are those separate yeah. things? I get so confused. No, I know. It is so confusing. <laughs> I know the tagline of my book, it says cannabis, CBD, and mushrooms. At first, it was just going to be cannabis and mushrooms, but okay. I know that we, I was talking to my publisher about it and they said, not everyone knows that CBD is like hey, part of cannabis yep. <laughs> or like, what if someone's just looking up CBD and your book doesn't come up because mm. CBD isn't in the title. So we thought, um, why don't we say cannabis, CBD and mushrooms? Just so if someone's specifically looking for CBD, they will know that it's in there. Got it. Um, so CBD is a, a compound within the cannabis plant. There's hundreds of different compounds. CBD and THC are the two most prevalent. I like knew this. Plant. I literally had yeah. Gabe Kennedy on my podcast talking about plant people, his you know CBD line. And we talked literally about all the science. But see, this is me. I don't understand science in one ear, out the other. Okay. I know. Great. So yeah. there's that. So what are some other what, like goals that one might be able to achieve with CBD slash cannabis and mushrooms? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the the first thing to know about cannabis is that this that CBD, so CBD and THC are the main ones that you probably want to know about. Again, there's hundreds of other compounds and some of them are being studied um, more closely right now, but CBD and THC are the ones that you want to kind of look for when you're looking at a label of a product. And right now the CBD products that you're going to find most in most of the US are going to have very little THC, like 0.3% or less THC is what's federally legal to get like, in stores or online. The ones with higher THC are, are at medical dispensaries or adult use recreational dispensaries. So there's different kinds of products offered in different places. So the ones that my dad, the oil that I was talking about that my dad is taking is very high in THC, but the products that I take are not, are not high in THC. And what does THC do again? So THC is the molecule in cannabis that gets you high. That's so it's what I the, thought. It's the, 
Yeah, it's like so your dad's just high all the time. <laughs> he, well, <laughs> you know, you work up to it. It's it's really interesting because the the oil that he's taking is like 50 milligrams of THC in one drop, like the size of a grain of rice. And that just for reference, five to 10 milligrams of THC is kind of a typical recreational dose of THC that would get most people pretty high. So 50 milligrams is like crazy. But if you work up really slowly, you can over a period of a couple weeks mitigate the high. So he's not feeling high all the time. Like at first, I think it was a big shift in how he was feeling. But now it's just, um, you know, you do get used to it. Wow. And so you would only recommend that for somebody like ill, not you wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. With, with that particular product. Yes. There are other uses for THC, you know, aside from getting high, Mm -hmm. um, that can be really helpful if you do have access to products with THC in them. And again, those are from like dispensaries. Like that's why you were saying he needed a card because you live where in Massachusetts, Boston. Yeah. Well, yeah, that my parents live in Boston. I'm in New York normally, but um, not during the quarantine. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what life is not thinking about the quarantine. What is, I know, I know, I know, I know you're not in the city right now, are you? No, we're, we bought a house just outside the city, like right before this, this happened. So we're thankfully, but in like lower Westchester, no, yeah. upper okay. Westchester, good East, West, West, Northeast, Westchester. I don't know. Pound Ridge. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm typically in in New York, but I mean, it's the same in New York. You need to have a medical card, which I I have one for New York um, for myself. And then um, how do you get it? Sorry to interrupt. Like, don't you need a thing? You have to go to a doctor that specializes in cannabis medicine, which are really actually easy to find. Oh, yeah. So when I got mine in New York, I just Googled cannabis doctor Brooklyn, like with my zip code. And I found a guy that had really good reviews and I went and met with him at his office. And I told him that I wanted to get a medical card for chronic pain because I broke my tailbone a few years ago. And one of the things that helps me the most with the pain, it still just aches. I just think it didn't heal up correctly. Something was weird about it. So, but there, I have a THC CBD one-to-one ratio topical that Mm. really works well for pain. And that doesn't make you feel high. So there's plenty of ways to use THC therapeutically that you won't feel high from. And using it topically is, is one of those things that work. So do you even recommend the stuff we can buy online? Yeah. I mean, so (laughs) I'm like, I don't, I'm so skeptical of it all. It's just like one day we woke up and they're like, Hey, let's put CBD in every you know, cafe beverage and oh, actually your lipstick and how about your eyeshadow and your, your alcohol. And I'm just like, I don't trust any of it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just don't trust it. I just say, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's great. Cause there is a lot of, a lot of products out there that aren't what they say they are or aren't, are really gimmicky. So what I use CBD for, not from a dispensary, the ones that I buy online, I use it for anxiety and sleep. Those are the two things that I mainly use it for. And I use a tincture. So like an oil tincture that you put under your tongue and you you know hold it there for 60 seconds or so. It takes about 15 minutes to kick in, but um, it really helps to calm my nervous system down. And so that's what a lot of people are using CBD for. And that's what like plant people, you, do you know that com- Gabe's company? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I've seen them. They, do they sell at the Alchemist Kitchen? I think maybe. Oh, sure. Or no, you know what? I think I've seen them at a store in my in my neighborhood in Brooklyn. It's like a CBD store called Planted. I think oh, they have it there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So there are uses for CBD without the THC in it. 
the thing is, once you start to add a little bit more THC into the CBD, like you could get at dispensaries, it starts to boost the effectiveness of the CBD because they work together. So some people may not find relief with the CBD that you can buy online, but if you have access to a, a ratio with a little bit higher THC, you may feel more relief from that depending on what you're looking for. But for me, the ones without, with the very low amount of THC do work pretty well for, um, for anxiety in particular. So you would recommend CBD and slash cannabis for anxiety and pain mostly? Yeah. I think the things that people use it the most for are probably pain, anxiety, insomnia, inflammation. Um, those are some of the, some of the big ones, but as far as the CBD that you can get online and at stores, what you really want to do is make sure you get a lab test. And that is probably the most important thing you can do. If you want to make sure you're getting something that you trust huh. a lot of CBD, like I said, it doesn't contain what it says on the label. So they did a, a study on like 75 CBD products or something. That number might be a little off. And there's a huge percentage of them that were extremely different from what the label said, as far as how many milligrams of CBD yeah. are in there. So most good companies will have their lab test available online where you can just Got download it. it as a little PDF and you can say, okay, this bottle says 500 milligrams of CBD. And when I look at the lab test, it also says 500 <laughs> milligrams of CBD and that matches. Um, wow. So most good companies will provide you with that because right now it's unregulated. Yeah. So there's no way to... Right. So unless you see the lab test, there's not really a way to verify. Okay. That's very helpful. Good to know. Good to know. And then, so where do the shrooms come into this? Cause I, I love, I mean, I'm a four sigmatic aholic. I mean, they ch right. changed my life. No, that's an exaggeration, but I love them in my life. Like I just, I had Tara on the show and I was talking to him about how once I started consuming them, I became like, I don't want to say addicted. It was just that my body started like yearning for them. Like, mm. especially when I first started. Now it's less because I've been having them for years. But I just remember being like, I need that. Like I, I, my, my system just like craved it. So I believe in them. Tell me about where the mushrooms fit into this and yeah. what you talk about in the book. Sure. Well, the way that the mushrooms relate to my dad's situation specifically is so I cover seven different medicinal mushrooms in the book, um, all non-psychedelic medicinal mushrooms. I do talk about psilocybin, which is this, with the psychedelic compound in magic mushrooms. But the main the main ones I, I go over are all non-psychedelic. That's a question I get a lot. Like, oh. are these magic mushrooms? Oh, like, fun. am I going to hallucinate if I take chaga, you know? <laughs> um, but there, you know, there's a whole class of mushrooms, as you know, that are not psychedelic, but they're also not the typical grocery store mushrooms right, that you shiitake. see go to the store. Yeah. Or portobello. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so though, and shiitake is actually one. I know that's very, why I backed one. up on it. I'm like, no, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, good. Fine. I know. But like, you know, when you see like people think of mushrooms as like the button mushrooms yes, at the store, exactly. or they think of them as magic mushrooms, but you know, there's a whole, whole array and all of them are really supportive to the immune system. So they're really balancing and modulating to the immune system. They're not necessarily immune stimulating. They're more balancing, which is, and all of the mushrooms have those components, have the immune support components. So that's what my dad is using them for, just the immune support because chemotherapy drugs can really weaken your immune system. And um, 
you know, make you more susceptible to other things when you're going through treatment. So, um, keeping the immune system strong is a power of all the mushrooms, but they each have their own unique qualities as you also know. So, um, the, you know, chaga, reishi, lion's mane, cordyceps, maitake, shiitake, and turkey tail. Those are the seven that I cover and they each just have their own unique things that they do. So I started using them for different reasons. Um, lion's mane in particular is really good for memory and focus and work. So I'll take some lion's mane in a tincture usually, um, before I sit down to write and it just helps me to focus a lot better than if I don't have the lion's mane. Yeah. I take chaga. I mean, chaga is one of those ones that I really crave. I don't know if that's one of the ones that you crave as well. I think so. I don't know. I don't remember. It's just very nourishing. It feels very grounding. It's really high in antioxidants. So Mm. it's it's a really good foundational mushroom. If you're going to just take one for general wellness, I always would say chaga. It's my favorite for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then reishi is one of my other favorites. And it's really calming and good for the nervous system and soothing. And it can help you have deeper sleep and um, just chill out at the end of the day. So yeah. chaga, reishi, and lion's mane, those are the three that I'm kind of cycling through on and a daily basis. And cordyceps I love from Forcematic because it's like good for pre-workout, right? It's like, um, that's how they market it at least and I buy it. It's yeah, like no, not cordyceps all superheroes were cakes. Um, <laughs> totally. I, cordyceps was the first one that I fell in love with because oh. I am very – you know, I've always been very attracted to energy enhancing yeah, things like, in yes, general. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh, <laughs> what is this? And so I started to to take cordyceps and that was one of the first ones. But yeah, people, athletes take it a lot before workouts and it can, you know, increase oxygen flow in the body and blood flow and circulation. And so it's been known to help to help athletes and also as an aphrodisiac. So Ooh, did not know cordyceps. that. Different kind yeah. of athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they all, it's so interesting because they're all, you know, they're all these members of the fungi kingdom, but they have unique powers. It's pretty cool. It's really cool, actually. So right now we're all immune focused, immunity, you know, concerned. And it sounds like mushrooms are a godsend right now for the collective focus on keeping our immune system strong and, and boosting them. So what would you recommend would be a way for people to start getting going with mushrooms? Now we know I love four stigmatic, but you're doing yep. tinctures. It talks like, mm-hmm. sounds like, yeah. what, how do you find tinctures? What do you do with them? Do you have recipes? Like I don't have any yeah. clue. I just buy four stigmatic and put it in my tea, but I kind of want to like go to the next level, like 201. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. I mean, Four Sigmatic is an awesome company. And the more that I've done my research, the more I continue to support them because they have their practices in, in extracting their mushrooms are great. So if you want something easy and you haven't tried, you know, those the Four Sigmatic products, they're awesome. Any mushroom powder in general, like like Four Sigmatic, or there's a, another company I love called Super Feast. They make powders too. They're based in Australia. And they, um, so it's really easy to to mix those into coffee, tea, or a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Um, also a mushroom blend is really good. If someone is just like, I want to, you know, do focus on general immunity and have an everyday thing. There's different mushroom blends that come in powders that you can take and just put those into a smoothie. My dad has that every day, actually a 10 mushroom blend nice. um, in a smoothie. So tinctures are, it's, it's kind of matter of preference. I take mm. the tinctures, because I can feel them a little bit more strongly for some mm-hmm. reason than with the powders. I just, they, they, I don't know if they're more concentrated or what, but the tinctures are, um, I, I go with a company called Catskill Fungi. It's, um, you know, up in the Catskills nice. and they, 
are amazing. Mm-hmm. There's another company called um, Mushroom Mountain. Well, their company is actually called <laughs> Myco Matrix, but um, so they funny. are based in South Carolina. And I went down there for a medicinal mushroom seminar and I saw <laughs> – you know, their whole process and how wow. they make a medicinal their- mushroom seminar. Sounds I invigorating. <laughs> really fun. But they make really good products too. So I tend to to purchase from those people because I know them. And okay. then um and you buy them online? When- Can people buy them mm-hmm. now? Are they still shipping yeah. for during coronavirus yeah, yeah, yeah. times? Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you have like discount codes that you want to give us not for uh, not for the tinctures i mean i have a four sigmatic discount code no they, they <laughs> can use mine but tinctures sure. do you put in water or do you just put it in your tongue i just put it like i'll either put it in water or i'll just like put it in my mouth and i don't like to put the alcohol tinctures under my tongue because it kind of can burn with the alcohol so i'll just put it directly in my mouth and swallow it so that's a really easy way to take it quickly. Um, so I'll, I'll use lion's mane that way a lot. Like I took it right before this call and, um, the reishi, it's working. (laughs) You're very focused. (laughs) The reishi, the reishi I take before bed, the chaga, I prefer drinking chaga in a tea. So either doing a powder extract or actually making chaga tea with a a piece of chaga, um, which, you know, you can, usually find chaga at like herb stores or some health food stores might have chunks of chaga. But if you simmer that little chunk of chaga in water for, you know, two hours or more is, is ideal, two but you hours. could do it for 20, 20 minutes. I know. Just two hours. <laughs> I'll have it. When I was writing my book, I was, um, simmering chaga tea on the stove 24 seven because I was up my deadlines, I was like not really sleeping oh and I was, God. I could feel that my immune system was starting to suffer because I was working so hard. And so I just constantly drank chaga tea and I just kept refilling the water. Cause you can use that little chunk, you know, three or four times. So I kept refilling it and boiling up these pots of chaga tea and I, I never got sick. So wow. Do you cut it with anything else? Like, do you mix it with it? Like ginger tea or anything? You just drink it straight. I drink it straight. Uh, some people like to add a little bit of honey or coconut milk or something to it or on whatever your milk of choice is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it straight. I think it's straight delicious. Up. Straight up. So Very can you earthy. Open- but another thing you can do is um, cook with mushrooms. So shiitake, yeah. there's three of the mushrooms in the book that that are culinary mushrooms, and that's shiitake, maitake, and lion's mane. So if you can get your hands on any of those three mushrooms and just start incorporating those into your cooking, then that is a great way to get more mushrooms. It's not going to be the most concentrated way to get medicine, but uh-huh. it's a it's a fun and delicious way to get more mushrooms. Yeah. I mean, shiitake, is that, that's pretty common, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah shiitake is probably the most common medicinal mushroom that you'll see at the yeah. grocery store. And you can just add that into anything, yeah. you know, you can like add it into a stir fry. I make like bacon out of it, which mm-hmm. is basically just cooking it till it's crispy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, you could like put it in tacos. You can put it in a salad. You can really do anything. It should, and it's so delicious. So should ta- and shiitake it. is yeah. um, known to be antiviral. So it's one of the best ones mm, to be taking right now. That and you can also good. take shiitake in a tink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know, right. <laughs> so can you like OD on mushrooms or like, I mean, not literally, but like, so you're consuming them at least three times a day. It sounds like three different mushrooms at different times a day. Like that's, I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like no one should be concerned. The more the merrier. Yeah. I mean, all of the mushrooms, um, obviously except for the psychedelic ones, <laughs> you don't want to take too many of those, but, um, yeah. they're all, considered pretty safe and non-toxic. The one thing I do always tell people to do is to go on to, if you're taking any other medications, 
to go on to Memorial Sloan Kettering has a really good part of their website where they focus all on herbs and supplements. And you can just type in whatever mushroom you're taking into their search box and it will tell you any drug interactions that oh, wow. might be um, wow. associated. Well, that's yeah. advanced. But always people to do that first, you know, like, yes, they're safe. Yes, they're generally okay for most people. But, you know, you may have a drug interaction with something that you're taking or you may you just listen to your body. You know, if something gives you a rash or something, stop taking it. You know, you know, you know, they're, <laughs> they're generally, generally safe across the board, though, for most people. Awesome. So if someone wants to just do something right now, today, tomorrow, as soon as they get a delivery, if they have to order something um, to boost their immunity or really keep them strong during the season, because I mean, the truth is you were there for your dad as a caregiver, right? We're all now, like our whole collective world, we're our own caregivers, we're giving care to, like we're all in this together right now. So what can someone do both literally like in the kitchen maybe uh, and, and emotionally, mentally to sort of like, what would you suggest? No so yeah, I mean, right. I, <laughs> well, <laughs> um, Solve our I mean, people have been, have been asking me a lot about, um, immunity in general and the mushrooms and, uh, there's such an array. And so it's hard to pick one, but the AHCC supplements that are made from shiitake mushrooms are widely studied and mm. those are capsules. And those are something that my dad has been taking the entire time for his immune system. And they actually use those in cancer hospitals in China and Japan oh. to go alongside chemotherapy treatments to keep the immune system strong. So, and they have studies with those. So AHCC is um, a great supplement to just take every day to support your immunity. Can you just get it online? Yeah, you can oh. get it online. Cool. Um, and then chaga and reishi tea, I think are both really wonderful ways to soothe your system during this time. They're both really grounding and balancing. And um, so I would, I would, if you're going to make a tea out of it, if that sounds good to you, I would do chaga and, and reishi in a tea. Mm -hmm. As far as like the mental and emotional stuff for sleep and anxiety, CBD can be really powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think trying out a CBD tincture could be a good place to start. Yeah. And Take it alone, take it without taking anything else and just see how it affects you. You may have to play with the dosage. The dosage is going to be different for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and then another thing I've been really loving is a CBD massage oil. And that can be mm -hmm. really calming, especially under times of stress and when we're you know, having trouble relaxing or really agitated. If you can um, take some time to really slow down, especially at night and just mm -hmm. not be looking at the news and yeah. not be refreshing Twitter to watch the latest, you know, update from the governor, which I'm doing all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But just like, yeah, I think that, um, I think these, these things can really be helpful in, in helping us to just take a breath and slow down. Awesome. And do you massage like your feet with it? Like, like what do you massage? arms and legs. Oh. And, yeah. Like I've been taking, um, some time at, at night, which has been really keeping me sane during this quarantine to like do some foam rolling and stretching mm. at night while listening to either like Liz Gilbert on a podcast or someone that really feels nurturing to me. Liz Gilbert is always my go-to. I was just listening to Big Magic before we got on the call. That's I mean, so funny. She's just, yeah, <laughs> she's she's always the one that can soothe my soothe my agitated nerves oh, <laughs> if I need someone. It's like Liz. Or um, just like some some soothing music or something. And so I've been taking the CBD massage oil and just kind of like massaging myself with it while I listen to this 
you know, soothing stuff at night. Lovely. (laughs) Talk about self care. Wow. You are loaded up. So amazing. (laughs) Okay. Well, I don't want to end this conversation, but I guess we should. Let me ask you before Corona happened, what was your favorite (laughs) planty restaurant to go to when restaurants were a thing? Planty restaurant? Yeah. That's what you said? Yep. Oh, let's see. My favorite planty restaurant when restaurants were a thing. I mean, I'm going to have to go with, I really love Little Beat Table. Oh, that's a good one. Have you been there? Yes. So good. That's like my go-to to, to, you know, go out with friends. If we want to have like a nice night out, go to Little Beat Table. And it accommodates all diets. Totally. Yeah. And they have, they have good tacos there and they have the great hot sauce. Yeah. I like that place. Awesome. Okay. What is your favorite plant to eat? Oh, wow. Oh, that's so hard. I love that we got through an hour of science and cancer (laughs) stories. And now it's like your favorite plant. And you're like, well, this is too hard. I can't handle it. (laughs) So many wonderful plants. Oh, man. Um, my favorite plant. Oh goodness. Well, I've actually been eating a lot of kale salads recently. Um, I mean, kale is always one of my favorite ones, but that's kind of like basic and original. Um, cilantro I'm obsessed with. (laughs) Nice. I love cilantro. What do you do with cilantro? Just put it on Um, things. I, I use it, um, in everything like stir fries, soups on top of eggs. Anytime I can get cilantro in, I am getting the cilantro and I love cilantro. I love it. But I will say I've been learning a lot about different herbs recently and, um, two herbs that I've really come to love are skullcap and passionflower, and they are amazing for sleep and for calming the mind and for, you know, calming racing thoughts. So I have, I've got my CBD, but I've also got my skullcap and my passionflower ready to go. In tinctures or yeah, in tinctures. tinctures. And where yep. do you, we have to link to where you get your, cause I only trust you. Like I, there's so much out there. So you have to send me places to link so people sure. can buy trusted tinctures. Cool. Okay. What is your most used kitchen tool? My most used kitchen tool is um, my espresso machine. (laughs) No one's ever said that on the show. I respect you. That's hilarious. That's really funny. So there is the coffee, the caffeine doesn't because you are anxiety prone, it doesn't mm. screw with you? Or is it that you drink enough mushrooms to balance out the caffeine? I balance it out a lot more now than I used to. I will say that. I love coffee, but I like to balance it out with drinking yerba mate. I guess that's another one of my favorite plants. This is um, fun. We're just going to pulling them out of you. Yeah, that's a good yerba one. mate tea, I will... Um, I'll use to balance that out. And that also has caffeine in it, but it's not as strong of a hit as caffeine. So, um, yeah, I'm a caffeine person. I, I have thought about giving, giving caffeine a break just to see what would happen. I'm a little nervous to do that, but I think it could be in the future. I'm open to it, but yeah, I, um, (laughs) I do balance it with, with the mushroom teas in the afternoon and the, and the yerba mate. Nice. And do you drink yerba mate in the afternoon? Like that's cool because there's caffeine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's funny. If I drink coffee past like 2 p.m., I'm not really going to be cool to go to sleep. But yerba mate is, is, um, it gives me this uplifting feeling that I'm looking for from the caffeine, but then it also doesn't interfere with my sleep. So perfect. Great. Okay. What is a book besides your own that's really inspired you in an awesome way? Oh, man. Um, 
Michael Pollan's How to Change Your Mind has been really inspirational to me during my book process. He really opened my eyes to the world of psychedelics. And we didn't talk about that much on here, but I'm very interested in Ah. the therapeutic uses of psychedelic medicine. So that's kind of what I'm learning more about now. Do you talk about that in your book at all? I do. I talk oh. about 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 the um about psilocybin mushrooms because they're doing a lot of research into it now for depression. And I think it's really really interesting. Of course, as you know, I'm I'm interested in that subject in general, but they're doing some studies right now comparing psilocybin mushrooms to traditional SSRI depression drugs, and I'm really curious to see what the results of that are going to be. You're such a nerd. I love it. <laughs> I'm so excited for the test results. Can't wait. Oh, my God. Okay, so where should everybody go if they are healthy, crushing on you to get your book, to learn more, to stay connected? Where should what tell oh, anyone what to do? Um, well, healthycrush.com is, you know, where all the, the blogging has been happening for, for quite a while. But if you go to healthycrush.com forward slash book, then you'll get my pre-order page. The book is out. Um, May 19th. And but aside from that, you can get the book anywhere. The books are sold except for bookstores because they're not open right now. <laughs> I know. So sad. Oh, no. That's the <laughs> joy day. of writing a book, right? Going into the store and seeing your book there. Seriously, that's like one of the things. It's like, oh, one of the biggest joys of traditionally publishing yeah. is that you get to have your book in Barnes and Noble and you get to walk in there and see it on the shelf. And it's like, Someday that will be a reality. How about in June, we'll hold hands with no gloves and walk into Barnes & Noble and see our books there (laughs) and just applaud ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, but now it's, I mean, it's up on Amazon, so it's it's there, the Rebels Apothecary. Woo, is it going to live in the cookbook section? Or no, like self-development? It has has recipes sprinkled throughout it, but that's a great question. Yeah, I'm curious because it kind of, it's a genre blending book. Interesting. Yeah, maybe it'll have its own section. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see when they open up bookstores. Maybe it'll be right next up. to your book. Yeah. That would make that'd be <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Jenny. This was the best. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Party in My Plants podcast. I hope you're feeling like whether you consider yourself a rebel or not, you're game to add it to your apothecary. I'm sorry. I cannot not think about Ross's apothecary table. Anyone else? My apothecary table. Okay, so if you have an apothecary table or if you had a medicine cabinet or that countertop in the kitchen that's always cluttered like me, consider adding some CBD, shrooms, and cannabis to your stash. You know, I've been on the mushroom train for a long time. So if you want more info about mushrooms, you can check out episode 163 with herbalist and mycologist Danielle Briota and episode 58 with Terrell, the founder of my beloved Four Sigmatic. And for more deets on CBD, you can hear episode 158 with Gabe Kennedy, the founder of my so far favorite CBD company, Plant People. I love that name. You can also pick up a copy of Jenny's book, The Rebel's Apothecary, wherever books are safely sold online or hopefully also at your local bookstore for curbside pickup. And I mean, like while you're ordering or picking up books, you might as well toss in a copy or two of Party in Your Plants, which a month after its release is still sitting pretty as a number one new release on Amazon and has been called hilarious and delicious, a total game changer, and the first cookbook that has ever made me LOL. 
Ah, I'm blushing. You can find links to all these other shroom and CBD episodes, Jenny's fantastic book, from which I've already cooked two delicious recipes from and highly recommend, and my book in the show notes at partyinmyplants.com slash 183.